Hey there, Rachel Wilson here, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to my bite-sized podcast to help guide, inform, and help you deal with your child's sleep from newborn to four years old. Sleep strategies, interviews, and informed information to give you the confidence to help your child form happy and healthy sleep habits and parenting skills for yourself. Let's get into it. Hey guys, how are you this week? I hope you're well. Uh, Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm going to be talking to you about how to transition to a big bed from a cot. Now, this podcast was inspired by a family that I recently worked closely with. They weren't in the throes of moving to a open bed, but they knew the time was coming um, and had some questions about it. So I thought, you know what, this is quite a popular topic. I'm going to record all these questions and answers in a podcast for you all to hear. Um, so here we go. It's, a, it's an exciting time, at least I found it was, when we were switching from a cot to an open bed. Um, there's many factors in which you need to consider before you make this transition. And some of you out there may wonder when might be the right time to do it. And some of you might know that it ha- needs to happen now. Okay, because you've got another escape artist there, which I will get into shortly. Um, So I'm going to talk today about all of this in the podcast, and I'm hoping it's going to help you work out when the right time is and give you some helpful tips on how to go about it. Okay, so first of all, what is a toddler bed? A toddler bed is a bed that's smaller than a full, single or twin size bed. It's often much lower to the ground. And often many cots will turn into a toddler bed. It's a great option to choose when buying a cot because you can save money in the long run. But if there's another sibling on the way, you may need to keep that cot a little longer and go out and purchase a open bed, a single or twin bed for your little little toddler. Now, what are the signs it's time to switch? When is all this going to happen? Let's explore this a little deeper. Many of you who follow me know um, that I'm a huge advocate for keeping your child in their cot for as long as possible. And if that means they're three years or older, then I would say do it, go for it. Now, the reason for that is quite simply impulse control. Let me explain this a little bit for you. Impulse control. Under the age of three years, children have very little impulse control. That means if they see something or want something, they will just go for it, okay? If they see that chocolate biscuit sitting on the table and they want it, they'll just go and get it. If they see something in the garden and the door's open, they're just going to go out there and get it. They're not going to think twice about it. They're in an open bed. They want to go and get that toy or walk out the door. They're just going to go and do it. They don't understand when we say to them, you need to stay in bed because X, Y, Z. We need to sleep X, Y, Z. This is what you need to do when you go to bed. You need to go to sleep. Children over the age of three start to have this impulse control. You can reason with them a little bit more and they understand the need to go to bed, why we do it, why we we sleep, what happens to our bodies when we're sleeping, okay? So... That is why I would always say, if you can keep your child in their cot until at least three years of age, then go for it. Now, you might have a little escape artist there. 
typically typically children tend to switch from their cot to an open bed anywhere from the age of 18 months to three years okay now a lot of those babies those children the younger age group um are jumping out of their cot already the escape artist okay so it's time to switch to that open bed okay They've made that great escape, they've leaped over the bars, and boom, they are free. We have to transition them to an open bed for safety issues, because if they're climbing out, they could fall, they could get their hands, their arms, their legs stuck somewhere, and bump their heads, broken bones, fingers, we need to put them into an open bed. Now, the fact that they are jumping out of their cot shows that they're physically ready to do this. It doesn't mean that they're emotionally or psychologically ready to switch to the big bed, okay? It all comes down to this impulse control. So be prepared for some bedtime shenanigans, can't speak, happening, or you might have a little visitor multiple times in the night to your room because they don't have that impulse control under the age of three, remember? And if they wanna come and see you in the middle of the night, as lovely as it is, you may not want that to be a habit, okay? So just be prepared for that. Now, you might need your children, you might have siblings, you might need them to room share for, you know, you've got more siblings coming, you need to put them all together, space in the house, for whatever reason, you want your children to room share, okay? Now, if you're, if, say you've got two children and the oldest one um, is transitioning, you might think, Okay, well, we'll get them into a bunk bed because space is our preferred choice. We'll just get a bunk bed. They can go up in the penthouse, as I like to call it, and then the little one can eventually go downstairs on street level. So that might be another reason why you are transitioning from a cot to a open bed. Now, there's some safety precautions we need to consider when transitioning to a bunk bed, which I'll get into later in this podcast. Now, another reason if it's to work out when it's the right time, are you potty training? If you're potty training, and if possible, I would keep them in the, um, keep, well, let me back up here a second. If they're potty training, I would say, yes, let's, let's transition to an open bed because in the middle of the night when they need to go to the loo, they need to be able to go to the loo. So you might need to put a potty in their room. They might go to the loo themselves. If they're in a cot, they're going to be calling out for you to take them or they're going to wake up wet and it's too late to take them. Okay, so, you know, it's it's just fair that they're in an open bed at that point. And equally, daytime potty training as well. If they're in that cot, they're not going to be able to get themselves to the loo. So you need to consider that. Now, if you haven't started potty training and you think it's time to transition to the open bed, do that and then explore the potty training. If possible, I wouldn't do the two together because they're two quite big milestones for little people to, to process and manage and, and learn. Okay, it doesn't always happen as easy as that, but if you can. Um, now, how big is your baby now? If your baby is tall and doesn't have much space in their cot around them anymore, you may find that they're just going to be comfortable, more comfortable in an open bed. Being tall, they may not have so much space around them with all their teddies as well. And 
Equally, they are that escape artist and able to hike their legs over the bars and jump out. So when they're standing in the cot, check to see at what point the bars come to. If they're still quite high, it might be okay. But if they're quite low and they can sort of easily lean out and they're reaching just below their chest, it's time to switch to an open bed because then it's just going to be a matter of time and suddenly one minute they're not doing it and the next minute they're flipping out and falling over the edge. So another sign, reason, it's time to switch to an open bed. Um, another reason, they may be asking for it. They may be saying, oh, my big sister's in a big bed. I want a big bed. That's a very common thing that happens. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily ready to go into the open bed again. So again, be careful with falling into this too easily. Um, we want to make sure that they are emotionally ready for it and psychologically ready for it. So I go back to this whole impulse control that I was mentioning a moment ago about switching to an open bed. Just because they're asking for it, does that mean they understand what those boundaries are, what happens when they're in the big bed and you go to a big bed, you have to stay in it and go to sleep. Okay, so consider that. Um, the other side of that is you are wanting it. Okay, so don't get me wrong. I was that mum. I wanted to have Chloe in a big bed before the age of three. I was ready mentally to say goodbye to the baby days. And for me, you know, like any mum, really, it's, you know, it's hard to say goodbye to those pair of shoes because they were so cute and, and lovely and have to go shopping at bigger ones. I'm still doing that with Leo and he's seven now. Um, I'm thinking, oh gosh, your feet are getting so big. Um, you know, we, we, we're like, okay, we just want to hold on to this a little bit longer. But then when we've decided to make a transition to something, we're like, right, okay, I've made a decision, let's go for it. So you don't sort of go back on it and, you know, take your time to to choose again so when I had decided I was like right okay let's go for it but I knew I had to wait just a little bit longer I did I wanted to go to the shop I wanted to buy a pretty bed with pretty bed bedding I wanted to cuddle up on the bed for stories I wanted to get a trundle bed so Leo and Chloe could have little sleepovers um but I just knew Rachel come on wait wait a little bit longer until she's closer to three and that's when we did it. She was just about three when we made the transition and it went like a dream, okay? Needless to say, she's my star dream, star dreamer, my star sleeper. And the thought of getting out of bed for her is, is just as painful and as awful as it is for me. So luckily it went super well and she absolutely loved it from the off. So if you are wanting it before your child is ready, just pause. Just pause because you don't want the fallout to happen. Sleep might be working just beautifully and fantastically. There's no need to switch to an open bed just yet. Okay. Now, how, how do we do this transition with ease? Okay. This is the big one because... You know, like any transition, we worry, how is it going to affect the child? Okay, we're going to have a regression. Or is it all going to go tits up, basically? Um, you might have a new baby coming. Okay, so you need that cot. You need to go and get um, an open bed for the toddler and have the cot ready for the new baby. So 
let's think about that transition, but be generous to yourself and to your toddler. I would say give yourself a good two months um, in their new bed to get used to it, okay? Now you might wanna do this if age and time allows before the new baby arrives because having a new baby at the same time as transitioning to a bed, sometimes it can't be avoided, I know that, um, but if it can be avoided, I would because your, your firstborn, your toddler, has always just been centre of tension. It's always just been you and, you and them and suddenly he's a new baby. And you might have a little jealous one on your hands there. They want to come and see you lots of time. Might not be jealous. They might just want to be super helpful all the time and come and see you. Um, and they know your newborn baby is going to be sleeping in your room. And if they're in an open bed, they can come and join you. So um, just think about your timings there. Toddlers, in my experience, take a good three to six weeks to get back on track with any sleep issues. So... Let's give yourself a buffer there. Give yourself two months in an open bed, a new bed, to get used to it, okay? Just in case it all goes pear-shaped. Um, yeah, so just, just think about that one. Now, you could, if you're not going straight to an open uh, single bed, you could convert your current cot into a toddler bed, okay? Now, how would we do that? First of all, take the ends off it, and then I would take one side off first. And you've still got one side there. So it still is sort of half a cot and half an open bed. It's still a familiar place for your child, okay? Have them involved in making this transition. Be there in the room with you while you've got the screwdriver out. Obviously, be safe about it taking out the screws um, and placing them in a safe place and they're not holding on to those little screws um, and nothing's falling on top of them but they might like to help you and like to see what's going on and that's absolutely fine we did that with chloe um, and leo it was a um, small room lots of us in there big mess but we did it and it was exciting for them okay um after they've been in that bed for a few weeks, you might want to then take the, the remaining side down and put that away so you're just left with the open bed entirely, okay? There's no time frame that I would say you have to do it by, but I would certainly, you know, sensitive children, they might just need to go slowly with it, so have it there for a couple of weeks and see how you go. You might need to keep it there a bit more, might just be thinking, oh, a bit lazy and not need to do it. That's absolutely fine. There's no reason why you have to get it down straight away. Remember all the time to keep your routine. Remember consistency is key here. The bed is changing, but there's no need to change that routine, that bedtime routine that worked so well for you before. Just keep it there, okay? It's an exciting time making this transition to an open bed. Try not to get too excited about it, if at all possible. Keep yourself grounded. You just don't know how it's all gonna pan out. Talk to your child about, about what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. If you want to have a countdown for it, I suggest maybe only having two or three days maximum. Children this young don't really understand time scales here, so be short, be sweet. Um, you know, on the calendar, two or three days to mark off. Short and sweet is the best way forward here. 
take them to the store to pick out the bed or show them the one that you've bought that's coming. Get them to choose some new bedding or even a cuddly, a new cuddly teddy. Um, remember, this is their bed. It's not your bed. So involve them in this process. You want them to love it and make it their own. So get them to choose all these sheets and bedding and, and another new teddy or something to go with the bed, okay? And get them to help you make the bed. Toddlers respond well to rewards often, not all the time, but often. Um, stickers, something as simple as stickers can be a reward for a toddler. So you can introduce those if you feel you're going to need them. You know, when you've got into bed and after stories you stayed and you went to sleep and you stayed in your bed all night, maybe you could give them a sticker. That's something to consider in the process as well. <clears throat> now, what bed to choose? As I've mentioned, the the toddler bed that converts from the cot from the cot, which is a fantastic, easy, simple choice. It's smaller. It's lower to the ground. It's quick. There's no fuss. There's no faffing about. There's no trawling through the shops or online which bed to get. But if you're skipping that. A toddler bed and you're wanting to go straight to a single or twin that's fine I wouldn't necessarily choose a bunk bed or the mid sleeper the mid sleepers typically you you find them in Ikea those are the ones with the sort of play space underneath if you're short in space in the bedroom it is a great idea um, however the bed itself is raised off the floor probably about a meter and a half or so off the floor um, that could pose a danger, okay? So these beds, the, the, the mid-sleeper and the bunk bed, are recommended for children over the age of six years for these obvious safety reasons, okay? They can fall and hurt themselves. Um, so choose a single bed, a twin-size bed. You can get some that are much lower to the ground than others. You want to get something that's sturdy, okay? That's sturdy. You don't want something that's flimsy and lightweight, you want to get a mattress that fits the bed frame properly. You don't want any gaps anywhere because that's going to pose an issue for entrapment, okay? Um, and this leads me to talking about safety, okay? We don't, you know, we don't want to have mid-sleepers, bunk beds. We want to have the, the mattress fitting properly. We don't want to cause um, any entrapment issues there, okay? You might like to put some grips on the bottom of the feet of the, um, of the bed itself so it doesn't move about. Um, something that people don't often think about because is putting the bed head against the wall rather than the side of the bed against the wall. Now, the reason for this, again, is simply entrapment, okay? If the child is pushing against the wall and they're quite strong and it's a light bed, the bed could come away from the wall and a gap could then appear and they could get stuck in there. Fingers, toes might get trapped. So consider putting the, the bed head against the wall there. Um, get some safety rails attached to either side of the bed. Some beds, I know Chloe's did when we bought it, came with a bed rail that we can take off when we feel the need to, <clears throat> to go on one side, but you might need to get uh, another safety rail for the other side as well. Place a soft rug on the floor. Um, this could be part of the new decor, new part of the, 
um, bed purchasing with your toddler um, to put a soft rug on the floor so if they do fall out they've got a softer landing um, you might already have a carpet in there or a rug but you might want to put some more cushions down there or a bean bag as well perhaps the room itself protect any sharp corners um, if you've got a ladder that you're using for the bunk bed again you're going to want to to remove that so if they if you've got the bunk bed and they're sleeping in the bottom on the street level one remove that ladder so they can't climb up it obviously if you've got a child sleeping on the top you're not going to be able to do that so that's something to think about and consider what other hazards have we got in the bedroom curtain cords blackout blind cords tack them up get a little pin or nail or something high up um, on the wall above eye level for you and tack those cords up out of the way is the furniture anchored to the walls um, what about those bookshelves what about that front facing bookshelf we have got one from the great little trading company and when leo was little he used to think he could climb it um, obviously he never got a chance because i was there firmly saying no you're going to break it but some children are climbers so think about that do you need to move it do you need to change it for something else once they're in an open bed you can get out they might want to climb up it um, plugs and cables all need to be removed and out of out of reach chairs in the room may also need to be moved so they can't climb on them safety locks on all the drawers and the wardrobe doors for obvious reasons, you don't want them opening these, these drawers and, and doors and getting their fingers trapped. Lock the windows, okay? Um, let's think about the escape artist who's running out of the room. You may want to pop a safety gate up there. Now, uh, when it comes to toddler sleep training, parents will say, should we shut the door? I have seen sleep consultants suggest, and parents suggest that they've got a lock for the child's door. I am not that sleep consultant. I will never tell you to shut the, shut the door entirely and you know lock your child in their bedroom. When it comes to a stair gate, slightly different story there. If it's a safety reason, then it's absolutely a, a consideration and a possibility to put it up there. You may not want to put a gate on the door because you might feel, again, it's sort of inverted commas locking your child in their room. Um, but where can you put a safety gate? Does it, one need to go in the bathroom door? What about the top of the stairs? What about in your room? Think about these options here. We, wanna, we want to prevent any accidents happening here, okay? Their new freedom is exciting for them. You don't know when they're going to decide just to get out of bed and explore the house. So make sure it's going to be safe and that they can't do it when you're sleeping in the middle of the night, right? Can you go back to a cot? So let's say you've made this transition <clears throat> and it doesn't go according to plan. Can you go back to the cot? Yeah, of course you can. As long as your child isn't that escape artist and jumping out or your potty training, um, you can absolutely go back to a cot. If it's not working, um, you might just find that it was just a bit too soon and your little one needs a, you know, a couple more weeks or a couple more months in their cot. They're a bit older and that's absolutely fine. Pop the sides back on and put them, put them back in the cot and carry on and try again at a later time. 
you may find that they're just super excited about being in an open bed and they're just regressing a little bit at bedtimes and they're protesting about staying in bed or you've got a little visitor in the middle of the night. See it out a few weeks, a couple of weeks and see how it goes. You may need to talk about bedtime boundaries. Um, That'll be another podcast I will talk about at some point. So keep an eye out for that, bedtime boundaries for the toddlers. Um... But think about what your boundaries are. What do, you, what do you want your toddler to do and what are you not happy with them doing? And talk about it with them and explain to them the boundaries and the consequences, okay? Um, and, and see that through. And if you're still having problems with it, then maybe you need to go back to the cot or maybe you need to consider another route of, of helping your child stay in the bed at night. If you need that help, of course I'm here. Um, I help a lot of toddlers with their sleep training journeys Um, and as I mentioned earlier in this podcast it usually takes um, about three to four weeks Um, so so that's always an option but the key thing here to remember is to be patient and consistent when transitioning to an open bed okay it can take time it can take time a good six weeks or so um for the testing ones it could take time all right um i'm going to pop some links in the show notes to a fabulous little youtube video by Catherine curry she is a sleep consultant colleague of mine and she created this little youtube video about a little mouse who kept getting out of the bed um, you might like to watch it first before watching it with your child so you know what's coming and you can explain it to them as you go. Um, but in a nutshell, this little mouse keeps getting out of bed and her mummy needs to uh, teach her to stay in bed. Okay, I'm going to put some links also to some books that I recommend um, from Amazon um, that you might like to, to get and read with your child about the importance of staying in your bed all night long to sleep peacefully all night long. All right, guys, I hope that has helped you in your quest, in your parenting quest and your transition to an open bed. As ever, please um, give me your feedback. If you are enjoying this podcast and my other podcasts, I would hugely be grateful um, for your review. So please go ahead and do that. It just helps my podcast get out there a little bit more and other parents um, are able to see and hear it as well. Good luck, everyone, and I will catch you next week. Bye for now. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Please see the show notes for all the links mentioned. And don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review. And come follow me over on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a topic you would like me to cover, drop me an email at rachel at rachelwilsonsleepconsultant.com. See you next time.